Hello, and welcome to the Everything Publishing Podcast, brought to you by Self-Publishing Services, the industry leader in author services and independent publishing. Today, you're here with me, Danica Winters, and I am a Publishers Weekly, Nielsen Bookscan, Walmart, Amazon, and Kobo bestselling author of over 20 novels. In addition to writing for divisions within HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, and Macmillan, I am also a successful hybrid author. I'm the owner and business director of Self-Publishing Services, a business I'm extremely proud of. And I have to say, my greatest source of pride is our outstanding customer service and the desire to be, first and foremost, our author's advocates. If you have any questions, comments, or requests after listening to this podcast, please contact our company at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com or find us on social media at sp underscore services or you can find me at Danica Winters. Hello and welcome to the Everything Publishing Podcast. You are here with Danica Winters, Claire Wood, and Melissa Tenley. And we are with Self-Publishing Services. Welcome. Today we are going to talk about in about covers and about the importance of designing a beautiful cover, not only from a graphic design standpoint, but also from a genre appropriate standpoint. Or nonfiction book. Right. Stance. Absolutely. So we always like to start our podcast off with a little anecdote. Um, and I think today I want to talk about, this is Danica Winters, just being about a little bit human. Um, <laughs> I have been in the game of publishing for a decade now. It's been, it seems like so much longer. <laughs> um, but one of my very first publishing contracts was with a small publisher. Um, they're like, well, and it was just a short story because at that point in Amazon, that was really what was taking off and selling well and making thousands and thousands of dollars. So, okay. Um, but they sent me a cover um, that had, uh, I don't know if I can explain it well enough, but it was like <laughs> an angel with like wings and it was red and black and it was pretty, it was really pretty art. Um, but the problem was that... Were you writing a Christian book? I was, it was not that kind of angel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not that quite kind of writer either at that point. I had not figured out my brand at that point. Uh. But they were trying to brand me towards like a little bit more erotic than what mm-hmm. I write now mm-hmm. um, because they were trying to push me into that and I would have never gone that direction. And so, <laughs> yeah, anyways, but that's just me and I think it's great. But um, they had taken me towards that direction in hope of really selling because mm-hmm. it was the new platform and what always sells first is erotic. Right. Point blank on, I mean, it's why the internet was created. <laughs> so... <laughs> Don't quote me on that DOJ. Um, <laughs> the public internet was created. Um, so, no, I mean, and then I went and I looked on Amazon at that point, and it was fairly new, fairly fresh, um, and there were just, like, two other covers that had the same image. And I was oh, like, oh, no. It had the, so it was a stock photo, and people were reusing it, and branding problems, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, I, that was one of those key moments in my career that I was like, oh no, like how do I make myself fresh but different? And one of the big, big things is cover art. Oh, it's so huge. I am going to say, this is Melissa, as the marketing person, 
there are two really, really, really critical elements to selling any book. And the first is your cover. It needs to look like every other cover in your genre, except different. <laughs> and Just the, as your words should be like every other words in your genre, except different. Right, and that's number two, is the quality of your work. But today we want to talk specifically about the quality of your cover and how it stacks up against the competition in your genre. Because it is so, uh, you know, I always say that whole thing about don't judge a book by its cover is so not true in the actual publishing world. Everybody will judge you by your cover. Mm -hmm. So you can't have the same image that everybody else has. You can't yeah. have the same stock art in your cover. You have to have something different, but it has to fall within the parameters of your genre. For instance, we are working with a woman who writes erotic books and her first two covers are very hot. Um, Think shirtless men. <laughs> Which to us is very hot. Some people might not find that hot, but we do. <laughs> yes, yes. But for, the, for, the, for her genre, the covers are fairly hot. Um, but she is also writing a standalone freebie. And she had clothed men in her cover on the standalone freebie. There is no way that they work together. You cannot have naked men on your um, trilogy and clothed men in your freebie. Right. It just doesn't flow within that brand. There oh, guys, all I can be. think about is shirtless men right now. I'm so confused. Like, where am I? Where am I? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> You're in a really good okay. spot. <laughs> um, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm felting over here. Um, <laughs> no, so one of the things we also work with is, is military um, veterans mm -hmm. and covers that go along that line in the memoirs and people what people have done overseas and military contractors and Navy SEALs and Green mm -hmm. Berets and Delta and all these amazing, amazing, well-cultured, well-traveled people um, that want to tell their stories. And with that, if we put a cover on that that looked generic, mm -hmm. that would never sell. That would absolutely never sell. The people that want to read that are people that um, have kind of this hero gravitas. Mm -hmm. They want to um, revel in the American feel of these writers. They want to capitalize and live vicariously through the writer. So we need to make that very, very, very clear on the covers. And one of the way we do that is actually by creating a cover that um, is flashy, that shows the the sellability, the branding, mm -hmm. this author's voice all on this cover. I'm working with a guy right now that... Um, worked with a box of puppies like and in the country that he was in which I can't disclose and he never discloses um was used as a cover for a bomb oh. and he had the choice to save these puppies or die and it's like this this incredible character arc terrible moment like do you go and do something positive or do you risk and risk your life or do you make the choice to let others die and save yourself and how do we... Uh, I'm not even sure. Like, oh, my God. I might be crying a little bit right now. <laughs> but, I mean, what an incredible story. Right. And how do we get people to buy that story? Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I mean, and that is just well, one puppies. of many. 
puppies. puppies. <laughs> People will buy anything with puppies but, on the but cover. But here's the deal. If you put puppies on a military cover, wouldn't you be sending that wrong yes, image? Yes, you would. I mean, yeah. unless you're talking about a book of military dogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the canine units. And right. they're amazing, too. And, and, yeah. and we are working with people to do that. But it's uh, that is totally a different message. And right. so, and that's a great example of, hey, let's brand this correctly. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at what is being done. So a really, really good cover that I like that when I look at military books is No Easy Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the silhouette of the guy standing there with his rifle. It's It's a beautiful cover, even without looking online or looking at the picture. I know what that cover looks like. Right. Um, and there are very few covers, because I've worked with thousands of covers at this point, um, that I really, really, that have resonated with me, mm-hmm. that are simple and a statement. And that is that is the biggest thing, is making a statement with your cover that matches your brand. Exactly. Your cover, the image on your cover has to tell your story in a heartbeat. And that's really, really, really hard to do, especially if you're looking at stock imagery. It takes hours of searching through stock images to try to find the right one that really meshes with what you are trying to communicate. And But it's so critical to get that visual element that tells the story and then you layer on top of that where you need to have a really good graphic designer and not just a graphic designer, but a graphic designer who is familiar with the rules around creating a good book cover. Um, because there are some fantastic graphic designers out there who would fail miserably in terms of creating a book cover. You need somebody who understands that within your genre, this is the general type font that you use. This is the general, you know, perspective that you have. Like you talk about the military and that they call it the hero shot in um, photography where you're kind of looking up at the person. And that's pretty common uh, within that genre. Um, But it's different for any other genre. Your mystery genre is generally gonna have some, or your thriller, I guess, is gonna have some action on the cover, some, you know, perceived motion. Yeah, and the colors are different and the fonts are different. And so you really have to find somebody who can meld those most appropriate images with really appropriate appropriate design elements. Or for a memoir, you'd want to have something from your childhood maybe or something related to the story that you're telling so that they can see who you are mm-hmm. and they can relate to you and want to know more about you. And that helps sell a memoir just the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's best if you're talking memoir to look for something from your childhood that lots of people can relate to. You know, if you're talking about a memoir from the 60s when you were a child, you might consider looking for that one image that's kind of grabs all of those elements from the the 50s or the 60s or whatever. Yeah, we worked with one author that had the, she wrote a book called Boomers. Yes. And it had the Volkswagen bus on there. And I was like, oh, that perfectly idealizes and, and captures who she is as a person. Right. Um, but that leads me to the next thing, which is we as SPS self-publishing services really tried to work with our authors and make them the covers, the books, the whole product, exactly what the author wants. But the problem with that is, and the problem that we've constantly faced as a company is actually steering authors into appropriate directions. Sometimes egos get in the way. Mm -hmm. And as an author, I, I totally understand. Like, there's times where I'm like, I don't understand why this company chose to put this image on my book, but I trust them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes 
And I'm not saying that you don't get a choice. You absolutely get to have your voice in this process and you should have your voice in this process, but trusting why we choose things and why we go certain directions. And if you ask us, we'll tell you, cause like um, right now we're working with one guy who's revamping his cover mm-hmm. um, because it's um, a memoir style, but it's kind of got this hometown folky feel. Um, it, it didn't quite match what his, what his desires were didn't quite match the genre. Right. And so we had to change up. We had to go, here are the examples of what is being successful in your genre. Let's emulate them. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he saw his sales fall and then we put the new cover up and his sales gained that he was like, okay, you guys are right. Right. And in, I hate to do that to people because what it ends up doing is it costs them two covers. It costs them the cover that they want and it costs them the cover that we originally kind of pushed them towards. That we ultimately have to go to. And we do have to go to it. And and a, one of the problems we had early on, in and all publishers have this problem, is making people happy mm-hmm. and making things sell. Mm-hmm. It is not connected all the time. Right. And it's too bad. It is too bad. And I know a lot of people, especially really visual people, will come into it with a very specific idea for their for their book. And, and we really want to be, um, respectful of that vision because it is important. I mean, it's your book and you really, if you have that strong of a feeling about what it should, what the cover should look like, then there's a reason for that. But I think that we need to find that middle ground between what you envision for your cover and what sells in that genre. Because if your ultimate goal is to sell books, then the sad reality is that you have to play within what's what buyers want what buyers want and and what sets the tone for that genre which kind of sucks because somebody might have a really awesome and creative vision um yeah and and and, yeah but you are coming to the key of something which is what are you trying to do with your book if you if you are simply doing your book because you want to tell your story for your family or you want to just tell your story or you want to tell about something that you wrote about that you saw then that's Do whatever fine. you want Absolutely. your cover your cover can be anything you want it to be but if you are trying to sell then you have to somehow make yourself think about what's selling in your genre or what's selling in your nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so after having done this for a decade here's what i typically see um and i think this is true even of myself and of 99 percent of authors that i've met we don't care if we get traditionally published. We don't care. We want control. We want to tell our stories. We want just to get our voice. We want to contribute to a society. Um, and a lot of people, especially like memoirs, they just are like, I just want to get it out for my family. Mm-hmm. But then the book's out and it doesn't sell and it hurts. Yep. Um, and they're like, okay, so I came at that this, at this the wrong direction. And they revamp their goals. But by then it's too late. Right. If you haven't edited your book to sell, if you haven't designed your yeah. cover to sell, then going back and redoing that is essentially writing another book. And, and you know, a lot of people come to love the process. Mm-hmm. I love the process of creating a book. Um, the sad reality, or I don't know if it's sad, the reality of it is that 25 to 30% of your time is just going to be writing the book and the rest of it is all the other stuff. Ugh. So the majority of the other stuff is what you're going to be doing. And and you have to love that other stuff. You have to love the creation of the cover. You have to love the creation of going back and rewriting your novel and, and adjusting and listening to input and being 
humble enough to listen to professionals. And, and that's a big thing is trusting your editors and trusting the people you work with and learning to speak to people in a way that you can garner trust. Mm-hmm. Um, we really, we have worked with so many people at this point. Um, and I have worked as an author with so many people that I kind of have, have, have come to a place where I'm like, there's off, there's editors that I respect and there's editors that I will not work with again. Mm-hmm. And there's just kind of no in between. And the people that I want to work with are the people that are like, here's why I said this. Here's how right. you fix this. Um, it's the editors that are like, this is the problem. Go fix it. <laughs> that are the people that I can't work with because I'm like, well, are you being subjective? Um, are you having a bad day? Is there something that you read in this wrong? You know, and, and, and it's not ego. It's that maybe our voices don't connect. Maybe right. we don't mesh. Right. And that happens. I mean, and that is the problem with writing books is sometimes people just don't speak your language. They yeah. are not your audience. And accepting that and accepting that that is the truth from even a cover standpoint is yep. a big deal. I mean, you, I hate the idea of naked dudes all over covers, but here's the deal. I'm going to buy the book. Right. It sells. <laughs> it totally it sells. sells. It totally sells because if I'm in a mood where I want to read about hot men doing shirtless things, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go buy that book. And if I'm, if I'm in a mood about like, like Hallmark does it well, the dogs and the scarves and the cocoa. And the man who could teach you about the true meaning of Christmas. Right? I mean, they, that is such a, a clear and concise brand. And, right. And making sure that you fit that is, is, is critical. And people understanding that is critical. And people putting their egos to the side and going, I trust you to make the best choices. I trust you to, to drive my career in the direction I want it to go. But honest, also being honest with yourself and going, this is why I'm really writing. I, it is okay to write for money. It is right. okay to want to make a living at this. It is absolutely acceptable. And if you want, if you're spending this kind of money for, for publishing and for marketing, you absolutely should come at it from a business standpoint. Well, and I think that goes back to, and this sounds silly, but before you get that vision of your cover in your head, know your goals. Know your one-year, five-year, ten-year goals. What does your publishing trajectory look like? And if you don't know those things, then you're probably not going to be pleased with how your covers turn out. Because the anecdote. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You You need to know who you are as an author, and you need to spend time thinking about it. Now, here is one caveat to the whole cover conversation, trends change. And so if your books have been out for three or four or five years, it may be worth considering recovering your books because Mm -hmm. things in the genre have changed and you might boost your sales if you recover. And from a marketing standpoint, it gives you something to talk about. Absolutely. So there's, uh, you don't have to be married to your cover forever. And maybe if you have this vision in your mind, there's a point at which you'll be able to get back to it because suddenly everybody's on board with it. You mm-hmm. know, so it's not like you need to throw that idea away. It's just like, okay, here's what people are buying today. And then in a couple years, reevaluate. What's the top indie? And, and I always say you should look specifically at the top selling indie covers in your genre because those top selling indie authors are the ones who have invested their time and money into figuring out the trends. So, you know, ride their coattails a little bit, which sucks, but, um, but doesn't suck at the same time. We're all a community. Um, so always be kind of on the lookout for that. What are other people doing? And 
and, you know, follow the crowd a bit. Um, when we come to the issue of trust, we want to work with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. To help you do your covers. Yeah. We don't come saying you should do this or you should do that or you should do the other thing. We've worked with hundreds of people on their covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not thousands. I think thousands would be more accurate. But yes. And I think lots, it's lots and lots of people. Right. Yes. It's fair to say that our goal is always to give you what's going to make you most successful. Yes. That's what our aim is, yes. And so over time we will develop with you a sort of dialogue where we can both understand each other. And that's the kind of relationship we want to have. Yeah. With all oh, our clients. I, I would say like pretty much all of my clients, we each take clients according to their needs um, and then delegate them through our employees. But um, pretty much all of my clients are my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've all become my friends. We know about each other's kids. And I mean, it's it's amazing and it's um, so refreshing. And, I, and it's the reason we can do what we do because we love, we end up really, really loving 99% of the people we work with. And um, putting our friendships first, which is really awkward, and, <laughs> and but it is it is pretty neat. And understanding that life happens because these books are not quick projects, they're not flash pan things. There mm-hmm. are th- a- aspects of it that go really quickly, but pro- uh, doing a process or publishing a book from soup to nuts is a long process. It's it's six to eight to twelve months of talking to each other and regular communication and just being like, hey, this is where we're at. What do you think of this? Um, and then, you know, things happen in life that step in the way and, and people us... die, you get sick. We're used to this. We, we people work with get people. married or happy things happen. I don't know. I, well, way to go dark, Claire. Way to go dark. Boom, right? Like, but we, but we allocate for that and we understand and we understand that you're human and we understand that sometimes, um, you don't like things and, and we listen, we mm-hmm. try to listen because we are human too. Like we right. have feelings, you have feelings, everybody wants something and that is fine. That is acceptable. We want that from you. We want your input, but we're going to try to push you in a way that is going to make you the most success and right. most successful in what you do. So it feels a little bit like if you're designing a house, um, you know, like, and you're working with a designer and you tell them, oh, I really love X style, right? They're not necessarily going to follow every magazine clipping and Pinterest page that you send them, but they're going to come back with something that resonates with you because it hits those points that are important to you, but really brings out what's special about your house. And so that's what we want to do with books. And honestly, whether you're working with us or working with anybody else, that's what you should be looking for is somebody who is capable of honing in on your voice and your brand and communicating that while still staying within the parameters of the genre. Like you want your cover to be amazing and stand out, but also to look like everybody else's. That's a terrible yeah. way to say it, but it needs to look like everybody else's, but be different. Your your house thing makes me laugh because I think of an avocado fridge. <laughs> right. You know, in, in the seventies, they were great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And, and every once in a while, somebody wants an avocado fridge for their cover. Right. <laughs> and I just have to be like, Hey, um, it's avocado. It's avocado. And that doesn't so, fit anymore. <laughs> so maybe we'll put a little avocado color in there, but even then I don't really like it, but I will do it for you. But, 
Um, it, it's understanding when you have an avocado and understanding when you have a cover that will work and when it will sell and, and knowing the difference and being humble and gracious and kind enough to, on our side, to, to listen and mm-hmm. to um, try to, to come together and compromise. And that is a lot of publishing is just compromising. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't always agree with your editors. Your editors will not always agree with you. And, but you have to come at it with that perspective is be ready to compromise a little bit. Um, because we don't, we aren't in it to make you fail. We're in it to your, make you succeed. Your success brings joy to us. Yeah. Exactly. There's Legit. no better feeling than having an, a number one release. And we've done that. And we've had right. people hit USA Today. And we've had people hit New York Times. And it's just amazing. It is amazing when our clients do well. Right. And it's not like we're getting royalties off of that. No. It's just a, we're celebrating you as you're hitting those measures of success. And, and barometers. So, and yeah. sometimes a sell of one book. You know, like right. I sold one book today. That's amazing. That's yep. amazing if that is your goal. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we just want to see your cover land with your audience and we are happy to explain to any of our customers what it is within their genre like the technical terms or the technical details about what's selling in their in their genre specifically and how we can fit their vision into the cover of a book Um, but always like I guess if we're going to talk about the tips for an indie author to think about the cover of their book it is definitely do your research within your genre Find a designer who totally understands not just good design, but good design within books and book covers and work with somebody who's willing to work your vision into a book cover that's going to sell. And isn't it an avocado. And isn't an avocado. (laughs) Somebody who's willing to take your avocado (laughs) and work it into the cover so that you're happy and people will buy it. Thank you so much for listening to us today. We hope to have you subscribe to our channel, Everything Publishing, and continue supporting us. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Everything Publishing podcast, please reach out to us at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at sp underscore services or you can check out our website at selfpublishingservices.com we'd love it if you'd stick around we have lots more episodes planned and we'd love to get to know what you want us to cover have a great day and i wish you productive writing